right it's uh, again good to see uh, all of you here and have our <coughs> uh, most of our group uh, back together from traveling and sickness and and everything else that we've been kind of uh, dealing with as a group over the last month or month and a half and so very good to be together and and that's actually uh some of those things i just talked about are, is what maybe prompted me to to talk about this idea of heaven uh this morning raise your hand if at any time in your life uh something has not gone like you wanted it to Oh, we've got a, a unanimous, even Bo's raising his hand back there. So we've got a, a unanimous decision or, or here. So uh, when you think about the life that we live, and this isn't uh, uh, for us to dwell on all the bad things that happened to us, but this is just to make a point that in this life uh, and world, there's simply things that, that happen to us that aren't great. They aren't fun to go through. Uh, and, and a lot of times they're difficult to go through, right? Um, I've, I've heard it described, we live in a broken world. Uh, and you may have heard that before. And, and, and you know, that is true in a sense. Um, there's, you know, sickness and pain. I think we've got that uh, in our group lately. You know, nearly our whole congregation, you know, got sick uh, with COVID stuff. We've got Miss Wanda back there with, with uh, knee and leg stuff she's getting over. Um, we've, we've all been through various, uh, things, whether it's loss of loved ones or, or sorrow that we have to go through about some event in our life. We've probably all experienced, um, various forms of evil and, and corruption and, and people not treating us right, uh, whether it's in business or, or in, in life in general and relationships, you know, uh, can be difficult. It's just in dealing with people uh, in general. Uh, there's toil in this life. Uh, you know, we have to work. Um, we have to earn money, and, and we have to not spend more money than we earn, and that can generate problems, right? And, and toil and difficulties and a struggle. Uh, you know, th- there's problems in marriage sometimes. There, there's... Uh, Difficulties in, in raising kids and the challenges that come with kids. Uh, there's trouble in our jobs. You know, the list goes on and on. Uh, it can really be endless about the difficult things uh, that we have to go through and deal with uh, in this life. And so, you know, the, the question is, and we've had lessons in here about this, uh, but, but the question is, when you think about all this, are, are we supposed to be a people who live in despair and, and negativity and always woe is me, the Eeyore-type person, uh, or are we supposed to be uh, someone different uh, with, with a positive attitude and, and someone who's able to deal with those things uh, and, and come through those things uh, in, in positive ways. And so that's um, the lead-off into a lesson uh that's going to talk about heaven this morning. So, you know, the patriarchs, and we're going to have a lot of reading uh, this morning, a whole lot of reading, and, and really the lesson, it, it, I'll just tell you, the lesson, it, what I want us to get out of this is just to be reminded of what we're working towards and how great 
of a thing we're working towards, right? Uh, and so <clears throat> I wanted to start off uh, with with what the Hebrew writer says about the patriarchs and how they lived with that in mind. And, and they lived, it's called as pilgrims and sojourners uh, here in this uh, translation, uh, strangers and exiles is what's used. But uh, in chapter 11, as he's, the writer's talking about all these people who died in faith, who had lived faithful lives to God, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they're seeking a homeland, and if they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And so, again, this is you know obviously talking uh, partly about Abraham, who left his homeland and, and became a pilgrim and a sojourner in a foreign land. But <clears throat> the, the point that the writer's making here is that, that these these people that did that because God told them to, these people that were choosing to live faithful to God, the, the reason that they could do that is because they realized this wasn't their home, right? They weren't living a life on earth looking for uh, that to be their home. They kept in their mind that there's something better coming. And if I can just be faithful to God and do those things that he says, the, the thing that I'm promised is really where I belong and, and where I'll be for eternity. And the apostles uh, really had this same view. Uh, and so we've got several verses here. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 20. <clears throat> Paul says, But our citizenship is in heaven. And so he, he's viewing it as, you know, I'm really going to be a citizen of heaven. Uh, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14 says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> starting in verse 8, it says, Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must always appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And so these are just three passages, and there's more where we see the apostles describing their mindset of, of, of a person who is focused on a prize after this life, that, that realizes whatever it is that they're having to endure in, in this life at this time is not really that important because this isn't where eternity is. That, that eternity, what's going to last forever, uh, is what we have to be focused on. And, um, you know, again, we just sang this song, This World Is Not My Home, and I'd ask Corey to lead that because, you know, that was the view that that these people were looking at here had that that you know they weren't focused on this world as their home they were focused on something after this world uh, and and they lived in a way that showed that so how did they do this um how were they able to do that because it's easier said than done right it, it's easy to say well just 
you know, don't worry about it. Eternity's going to be much better. Don't worry about all this trouble you're having to go through right now in the moment. Uh, that, that's easy to say, but when you're the one going through the trouble, is it always easy to keep that perspective? Uh, and, and I think everybody would say, no, that can be challenging. Um, and, and so I think, you know, one of the ways uh, that they did that is, you know, based out of this passage here in John chapter 14, where, where, where Jesus tells them, don't be troubled, I'm going to prepare you a place. And just think about that a minute. We're going to read this. It says, let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you that I go, <clears throat> if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. <clears throat> and so, you know, here we have a, a, a promise from the Son of God, right? He promises to the apostles, and, and this promises to us too, that he is preparing a place for us. He is already back in heaven and preparing a room just for me and, and a place just for you. And, you know, when you think about that and, 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 and process that a minute, that should bring a lot of comfort and security that the Son of God is up there getting a spot ready for me. All I have to do is live faithful to him, and, and I'll get to go to that spot. Um, and so what I wanted to do over the next several slides is just read some different passages that, that show us bits and pieces of what it may be like up there, right? We don't have a... I can't take you to, you know, the book of whatever, chapter this, verses this to this, that show us everything about heaven. We don't have that in the Bible, right? We have, uh, just like a lot of other things, we have little glimpses here and there of, of what it is like, uh, what it may be like, and a lot of it's in Revelation. And, and again, you know, some of this may just be... Um, what's the word allegorical type language i don't think that's the right word but anyway but but i think a lot of this has given us a glimpse of what we can expect in heaven and and when you just let this sink in it should excite you uh and, and it should intrigue you and it should make it be a picture in your mind of somewhere you can't wait to go somewhere you want to go uh, and and spend eternity and so just bear with me as we read through these and and look for as we're reading through these just look for you know some of these bits and pieces of what heaven will be like what it will look like what what uh, what kind of atmosphere if you want to call it that uh, will be there and and you know think about how wonderful this of a place it would be to, to go here um, it says and I saw the holy city. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. In Revelation chapter 7 says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, 
from every nation and from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing there before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Again in Revelation chapter 4, it says, After this, <clears throat> I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what may, must take place after this. And at once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. And the, th and the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. And the first living creature is like a lion, the second like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who's seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who's seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Just again, picture these things uh, as being something we can get to go see. <clears throat> Revelation 21, uh, starting in verse 21, it says, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. 
By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into the glory into it the glory and honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter into it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. I think we got one more here. Revelation 22, it says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and from the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life, which with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And no longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. So, again, as we read through all of those things, we get glimpses or pieces or or pictures of what we can see when we get to heaven, what will be going on in heaven, what what things may be there. And, and it's not a complete picture, but what if you had to sum all of that up in, in, in one thing, you know, the word that comes to my mind is awesome and, and, and exciting. And what an ex, uh, exciting place to be able to go see those things, not just the angels and, and the elders and, and all of those things, worshiping God, the heavenly host singing and praising Him, but, but to be in a place where all of the troubles of this life that, that give us so much grief are, are nothing that we have to worry about. It's, it's a place absent of those things. Uh, there, there's no one trying to do us harm. There's no one we have to worry about cheating us or, or lying to us there. There's nothing corrupt or evil there. It's only goodness. It's, it's only uh, God's greatness there. And, and what a place uh, that, that we could be, again, if, if we just live faithful to Him. And so, you know, if we just can maintain the proper mindset and, and live in the right way, that this is what's promised to us. Um, there's... You go through scriptures, I think everybody here can see and understand that, that the scriptures try to motivate us in, in two different ways, right? Like ultimately, the the Bible's goal, if you will, is to convince us to live faithful to God, right? That's what the the scriptures are about. That you know, God wants us to serve him and be faithful to him. And there's you know, a couple of different motivations given in scriptures for why we should do that. Um, you know, one is what we've been talking about in with the reward of heaven, and the other is eternal punishment in, in a fiery hell of torment. And so I just wanted to look at a, at a few verses that talk about that alternative as compared to what we just read. Uh, and so Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 47, it says, If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And, and everybody who's familiar with that passage 
Realize as Jesus goes on to say, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off for the same reasons. Uh, Luke 16, starting in verse 22. This is the story of, of the poor man uh, and the rich man. It says, The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side, and the rich man also died and was buried in Hades. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes, and he saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. So we're we're already getting a picture that that this is not where you want to be. Uh, Matthew chapter thirteen and verse forty-two. Uh, this Jesus at the end of one of his uh, parables there, you know, in punishment and judgment, it says, "And throw them into the fiery furnace. In the place in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Uh, in Jude. Verses 6 and 7. The angels who did not stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling, he's kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires, served as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. And then Revelation 21.8. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And so, you know, we've got door number one, right? That's what we're reading about here. We'll call that door number one. Um, Behind door number one, if you're not, faithful to God, if you, if you live a life of sin and, and not a life of obedience to Him, uh, the, the promise that we have after judgment uh, is that we'll go to a place that's so bad that just a drop of water would be welcomed for some relief. Uh, it'll be a place with, that's like a fiery furnace you know, with weeping and gnashing of teeth, a place of eternal fire. Second death in a lake that burns with fire and sulfur. Uh, it'll be a place that you would be better off being a one-handed, one-footed, and one-eyed fella rather than going to that place, right? Even if you had to chop off a hand, chop off a foot, and pluck out your eye, Jesus says, it, it, it would be better for you to do that and keep from sinning so that you don't end up in that place. And so, you know, that, again, is... One of our options. We can choose to live that way. We can choose to satisfy ourselves in this life, uh, to, to think that this world is our home. We're going to live in a worldly way. We're going to live in a way that, that serves ourself and our desires and our wants and you know throw God's desires and wants off to the side, and, and this is where we can get what we can get. Behind door number two, is all of the things that we talked about first, um, about heaven. We can choose to live a life that's faithful to God. We can choose to live a life in accordance with His will, with a with a mindset that shows that, that this world is not our home. We're not living in a way to satisfy ourselves in this world. We're living in a way 
to satisfy ourselves in the life after this life. And, and if we do that, God promises us we can get to this place that we read about earlier, a place that has no night because it's so bright because of God and, and His Son are lighting the place up. It's a place with no sorrow. I mean, just think about that for, for just a minute. If you could, if, if you could do something today that would guarantee you for the rest of your life you would ever never have any more sorrow, never any more tears, never have to deal with, deal with anyone trying to cheat you or do you wrong, no more mourning, no more pain. You know, think about that. If you could do something that would guarantee you you would never have any more hardships in life, that you would seriously look at doing that, right? Uh, and, and that's basically what we've been promised Uh, we can go to a place that has no evil nothing accursed will be there there will be no evil that we have to see no evil we have to turn away from no evil tempting us um that you know nothing accursed will be there you know some of the uh, cool things about what we read and and intriguing and exciting thing that you know we'll a street of pure gold that's transparent. I have no idea what that would look like, but I would like to see that. Um, again, a, a home especially prepared for me by the Son of God. Um, all the heavenly hosts gathered together singing and praising. I know uh, everybody here uh, seems to like to sing, and, and it's encouraging to be in a group when we're all singing a song together and, and cheerfully and and loudly, but I think that, that nothing that we do together as a group here would be even close to comparing to, to the singing and praising that we could see and hear and be a part of uh, in heaven with God. And and just the, the mere fact of being able to live and dwell with God and His Son, to be there with, with them and the angels and, and all of that heavenly host, uh, you know, if, to me, when I think about that, it, it's exciting and, and, and it, it motivates me. It's a place I want to go. Uh, and this is uh, my last slide. I don't know, probably, I know my kids recognize him. I'm sure there's some other folks in here that recognize that mouse. Uh, that's Reepicheep from one of the Narnia movies. And, and if you've watched those, you recognize this is uh, kind of at the end of the story in, in that whole series of movies, right? And Reaper Cheap was this this valiant little mouse who was always ready to fight for what's right. He was always ready to do those things that are right, no matter how hard they were to do. And and at the end, uh, he he's offered this chance to go into this other land, uh, and you know he's excited to do that. And, and and he wants to see, and, and that's always jumped out at me when, when I see that part of the movie that, you know, he's he's lived his life there and he's ready to see what this next thing is that's been promised to him. And, and he's eagerly going towards that and, and, you know, wants to see it. And I think that, that that's supposed to be our mentality about heaven. You know, when can I go? Can I go now? Uh, you know, this we have to think and believe and, and live in a way that shows that, that this world is not our home. I'm not living that way. Um, you know, the, the last passage here 
First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. And so, you know, again, I just wanted this to be uh, an encouraging lesson for us that, that reminds us of what reward is waiting for us and and that reminds us of how wonderful and great and awesome that reward is and, and that it's worth whatever we have to forego doing here on this earth, whatever pains or struggles we have to go through here on this earth, it's, uh, it's all going to be worth it to be able to be at home with God and His Son in heaven uh, after this life. And so uh, we're about to sing this song to Canaan's land. If you want to turn there, um, that's that's what the song is saying, that Canaan's land is not talking about the, the same Canaan that Israelite, the Israelites conquered, uh, but, but rather it's the promised land. And for us, the promised land is heaven. Uh, and so this morning, if you uh, have never obeyed uh, the gospel, never become one of God's children, uh, we certainly would like to talk to you about that and, and, and what the scripture says about how to do that. And if you are one of God's children and may need the prayers or encouragement of, of the brethren here, we would certainly be here and, and be eager to help in those things too as we stand and sing. <laughs>